Hebrews 11:23. We're going to close out with the sustainable lifestyle in faith, and the one that I want to close out with. And of course, these subjects we've touched them very lightly, but the subject that the title that I would like to close out with as a subtitle is established faith. Established faith. So we started with the measure of faith. Then we had the little faith. Do you remember this? <laughs> Are you looking like, what? Then we had the little faith. Then we followed up with strong faith. And we're going to close out tonight with established faith. And if ever there was a scripture that would highlight this in no uncertain terms, it's the one that we started out reading, which is the faith of Moses. And if you read it, just open your heart tonight again, because you see, every time we read the word, faith comes. Truth comes every time. Every time. By faith, the Bible says, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. So that boldness in the spirit passed on to their child. I don't know if you realize this, parents-to-be, parents that are. I don't know if you realize this, but you play a major part in the destiny of your child. Major. You know, I grew up in the area era when you had done matric. All right, get out and work. And parents kind of like took their hands off and that's your lot. I've educated you. Go and do what you got to do. But not so in the church. And the Lord spoke to me about that a long time ago. And he said, no matter how big your children get, how old they get, you're still their father. You'll always be their father. And therefore, I expect you to always walk in my wisdom and my counsel for them as their father. Whether they tap into it ever or not, you be ready. And don't put them out your house. And that's why I've got a 30-year-old still living in the house. How much? 29. 29. He's turning 30. So when he heard that truth, he decided to use it hundredfold. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I, it's so serious. That's what we do as parents, right? So by faith, Moses, when he, was, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures, passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than the riches, no, no, greater riches than treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt not fearing the wrath of the king, for endured as seeing him. Huh.
he saw him who was invisible. Did the Lord appear to him? Sure. He was a child with destiny, just as you are. No, but he was Moses. No difference. If you watch the Word, you can grow in the purposes of God. There's no limitation God puts on us. We put that limitation on ourselves, but he does not do that. And it may be circumstantial, it may be so many things that happen, and we say, well, that's, that's, you know, that's just my lot. No, your lot is in Christ. And he's the king, and he has all authority in heaven and in earth and under the earth, and therefore if you tap into and lock into his authority, which he's given to you and I, then the results are, will be self-evident. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. <clears throat> by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. So, to me, this has got to be one of the most significant scriptures. Not the only one, there's Abraham, there's others. Um, but this one is very detailed as to the things that he gave up, specifics that he gave up. The Bible mentions them. And it's interesting, the things that he gave up here, Jesus was tempted on. Same things. Devil came to him. Right? Power, profile, all the things that go with it, provision. So it, to me, it is just so very, very, very powerful as he walked in established faith. So in Acts 16, verse 1 to 5, this is going to be very short. I'm not going to read the whole verse because I want to get to certain truths. So the, so the churches, this is Timothy joins Paul and Silas. <clears throat> and so he, um, if you read this, you could get a little bit, if you haven't studied it out, you could question things because Paul requires Timothy to get circumcised because of the Jews. He wants to take him into the synagogue and he can't take him in unless he is circumcised. So the same Paul rebuked others for the same thing. But there was a reason why he was doing what he did. So be careful that you don't put blinkers on. So the churches were strengthened. It's talking about Timothy now. Well, let's go up to verse 4. And they went through the cities. They delivered to them the decrees to keep, which was determined by the apostles and the elders at Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened. In the King James Version, it says established. Listen, the churches were established in the faith. I want you to get that. I want you to hear that. The churches were established in the faith. Now, who's the church? Where have you got to be? 
established in the faith that you are saved by the works of the cross and that you don't find yourself doing the works of the carnal man or the natural man. Can you see that? So when, when, when you, the church, and I'm including myself because I'm in this church, when you, the church, are established in faith, the Bible says, then increase in the numbers of the church grew. And people tell me, I don't like this faith stuff. You don't read your Bible if you say that. Look, let's read it. So the churches were established in the faith and increased in number daily. So when I read that, I don't read it with religious glasses on. I take that to the throne room of God because you're the same God. And so until we walk in the fullness of our faith as we grow, now we're growing every day, I understand that. So when I say fullness, I'm not meaning you get to a place of completion because you can't. That means you would know everything in the Word. Everything. You'd be like God. So it's a, if you can understand the journey of faith is perpetual growth. Understanding the ways of God. That's the context. Okay? So... That word establish means, think of this in your own life. That word establish means strengthened through reinforcing. Now, we've got some builders in the house maybe. Anybody building, know how to build? Anybody know what reinforcing steel is? Two of you, praise the Lord. Don't ever build a building for him, please. Reinforcing is a particular type of steel that they put inside concrete to strengthen it so it can take great weight. So it will last for a long, long time. Now that established faith speaks to make stronger your faith by reinforcing. You still with me? It's nice and simple. So reinforcing is a verb. It's a doing word. And what it means is to add other materials to make it strong. So reinforcing steel on its own is ineffective, as is cement. It can do basic jobs, but it'll eventually give way 
if there's no reinforcing in it. Where's the engineer? Yeah. Is that right? Come on, I want you to watch this. It's very simple. It's very important. So if we go to John 8, 31 and 32, I'm not going to turn there because of time. But you know the scripture because I quote it enough times. If you continue, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed. I thought it would be interesting just to pull back the veil a little bit on the word continue. Because what it means, and I'm really giving you the, the small part of it. There's a lot more if you had to study it out. What it really means is that Jesus is saying, let me read it like this, because this is literally what it means. If you, if you remain with an expectancy in my word, you are my disciples indeed. So Jesus said, go and make disciples, church. He didn't say, bring visitors and let them go. See? That's when a vital church grows, when they know how to share truth. Because Within this context, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You cannot walk in established faith outside of perpetual truth. So truth from the word comes all the time to reinforce us. So truth reinforces truth. I'll give you the scripture. I'm really flying over this, but I'm trusting that there's enough here by the Holy Ghost for you to get. And that's why you have to be careful of stuff in the earth because it looks like God, but it's not God. It looks like reality, but it's not reality. So the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 1, we can go there. 2 Corinthians 13, 1. It's just a short scripture because I want you to be able to find this, write these scriptures down. Now, I want you to see, I said to you, Jesus said first, truth shall make you free. It's not a one-off experience. It's constant revelation of truth. It's, remember he said, if you continue, if you continue, if you remain with an expectancy for my word to produce life for you, that's literally what he's saying. Okay? So in 2 Corinthians 13, 1, this will be the third time I am coming to you. Paul's talking to the church at Corinth. By the mouth of two 
or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Now, that same scripture is in Hebrews 10, 28. So, if the Lord gives you a scripture, you don't set off to Mars on one scripture. See, people get a word and they don't work the word, the word, into that word. Because when a prophetic word comes, there will be scripture, not necessary in the prophetic word, but the Lord will give the word. If you haven't got it already, mostly, mostly. I don't really know too many cases that it's not been the case. Mostly, but I'm not God. He can do what he wants to do. Mostly, when he brings the word, there will already be scripture in your heart. You may not have been conscious of it. You may not have thought it through, but it will be there. So establishing, established faith is a verb. And what it's intended to do is set something in place on a permanent basis. And so that's why you see Paul saying, you know, he was persecuted, he goes through the whole thing, but still I'm standing. Because out of established faith, we stand permanent. And we're not moved by anything. Acts 16, verse 5, the fruit of established faith causes the church, the ecclesia, to increase in number. Let me help you here. Shepherds can't produce sheep. Everybody looks to the pastor. But shepherds don't produce sheep. Sheep produce sheep. That's what I'm telling you here. So when we established in the faith and there's a confidence that grows in the people that are listening to you because they see your life, that's when they change. Are you with me? Now remember, this is not suggesting you are perfect. We know that. But we're striving to the high calling in Christ Jesus. But if our faith never gets established, then we will become double-minded in most things that we want to do. And then the church doesn't become strong. And I'm going to say this to you publicly. I, my wife and I, are so blessed that we get to minister to you because we have seen you stand through this diabolical lie of COVID. I didn't say there isn't COVID. It's the lie about it. 
you've stood. And that's why when we have these meetings, as exciting as it is to worship, the Holy Ghost brings these things, these truths, to reinforce. You with me? Because I don't know if you're aware of this, but the entire world is going through, how do we do this now? What do we do now? Come on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So when we walk in established faith, we have answers from the Word of God, not our opinion. Somebody asks us something, we know the Word. We said, well, the Word says. Well, I don't. The Word says. The Word never returns void. You don't fire them like a machine gun and just about kill them with the Word. You deliver the Word in love. That's what the Word says. Well, I don't. that's what the Word says. And then you let the Word do its work. And what it will do? is it will establish in their hearts that they need a Savior. People are desperate for answers. People are desperate, still desperate for answers. And sometimes, particularly from a pastoral point of view, Sometimes when people come and see you, they only tell you one little point. They tell you mostly what you, they think you want to hear. <laughs> and that's why we've got to walk in the Spirit. So that the Holy Ghost can go and minister to the real place. And you see, he can only minister as you and I walk in faith. Because he doesn't go outside of faith. Because he'll prompt things in the word, and we'll go, well, that doesn't seem like it fits here. We're not the ones that knows. He does. Amen. So, we're halfway through 22. Don't allow yourself not to grow in faith. You say, oh, I wouldn't do that. No, people do that. Because always change becomes necessary when the word comes. Always. I'll give it to them, Lord. This is, uh, I just heard him say, tell him this. So they can see that in context. You see, he goes to the Word. Watch this. Watch this. I love this. Now, this is to set you free. 
Amen. This is to get this ecclesia strong in the word. Romans 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did. By sending, look, his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin he condemned sin in the flesh you are dead to sin you may be sinning you think well I'm still sinning you are dead to sin sin no longer dwells in you it can't because you're washed in the blood you may have strange thoughts that's another process but as for sin, it's been judged that the righteous requirement of the law may be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their what? Things yeah, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. He's not talking purely physical death here. He's saying, if you're carnally minded, you will never understand godly values, godly principles, godly attitudes. We won't understand it if we are not in our minds renewed. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. It didn't say, it didn't say he doesn't love us. Hello. I want you to read the Bible with your eyes open. So those who are in the flesh cannot please God. How do you please God? Thank you. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone has not the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. You see, it's got nothing to do with how you feel. I know this plays havoc on the flesh. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised G Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. Is that what it says? Through how? His Spirit who dwells in you. So therefore, sickness has no place. Sickness has no place in a believer's life. I didn't say the devil doesn't try with symptoms. I said it has no place. 
So the fuller we are with the Spirit of God, it has no place to hide. I said it has no place to hide. And so that's what we need to remember our heritage, and the reason God wants us to walk in established faith is so that we receive the fullness of the heritage of the Lord Jesus Christ. Such an amazing life. Such an amazing life.